This is the Samurai Who Talks podcast with me, the Samurai Who, talking to you. In this episode, I'll be talking about my trek into minimalism and some of my ideas on consumerism and minimalism and uh, my enjoyment of Marie Kondo and if you didn't know Marie Kondo is a self-described tidying expert author and mother but what I enjoy about her is she's very straightforward at least in my minimal experience with her method I got a chance to learn about her through minimalism and just watching people I think there was a trend in I'd like to say 2017 through maybe even today uh, where people were describing minimalism and promoting it very heavily uh, minimalism for those who aren't quite a, um interested or weren't quite aware of its um it's rooted in architecture but it has become a art movement and a way of thinking and a way of living um and it's basically stripping everything down to its uh, essential qualities so that you can enjoy its beauty through simplicity And I am by far and wide not a minimalist. But I do believe in trying to help yourself by removing distractions from uh, your daily life. Trying to simplify things that you don't care about or at least outsourcing it um, as best as you can within your means. I think it's definitely rooted in some type of Buddhist or Buddhist philosophy or whatever, but I find that being able to have even just one color of shirt, one brand of shirt, one cleaning up your wardrobe, trying to find what makes you, you. I find that a uh, challenging uh, endeavor because every day I'm bombarded with, oh, you should try this, you should try that. Advertisements doing their thing, marketing people, making their lunch, and getting people to get things they don't necessarily really even want. I think that... Being a consumer as I am, I've found that it's a bit tricky to consume in a minimal way. Like, yeah, okay, so I understand the idea of buying that one tool 
and using it for a long time, even though it's really expensive. But for me, a lot of it is, I can't even imagine affording the thing. And maybe by the time I do afford it, maybe I don't actually want it. But I've found that I enjoy fixing things. And by having things that can be fixed in a reasonable way that don't literally, that aren't really designed to be unfixable, like some consumer electronics, um, it makes it worthwhile. Because things break down. Bring, things break down and they have to be fixed or they're never fixed. I think minimalism with simple color palettes, simple arrangement, focus on composition, being strong where, where things like ornaments and things like that might be compensating for things. It's like that sad Christmas tree versus the one that is strong and colorful, vibrant. The Christmas tree that doesn't have much, but it has enough to give you that symbolism. Instead of that one sad one with tons of ornaments all over the place, ranged every recklessly, you have that one that just sings Christmas to you. In very few components. I guess uh, graphic design helps with that, especially with the simplicity with logos and icons. But then again, I do want things. I mean, there is some aspect of human nature that is the what I describe as the collector mentality. There will be something that you do collect. And for some people, they throw away things that actually are sentimental. Being that minimalistic, I would never really truly agree with. But I understand. I think by being who you are through finding that spark that brings you joy. That is what I agree with. And that's Marie Kondo's method. <clears throat> I read her uh, manga, actually her comic, about uh, tidying up. And... I found that it has helped me a lot getting rid of a lot of stuff. I still have lots of stuff, some things that weigh me down, lots of things that weigh me down. Something that I am trying to get a handle on even to this day, <clears throat> having been, I suppose, almost two years since I've read her manga. 
I've been able to simplify the things I have down to almost a closet space worth of uh, stuff. But that's still a lot of stuff, and that's not including the junk that's on cyberspace, you know, the digital goods or the bads. But I still appreciate her method. <clears throat> her method is outlined in a few core steps that may or may not have changed since I've uh, typed it up. But, you know, the best things in life adapt. But some of her key components, key steps are commit yourself to tidying up. Imagine your ideal lifestyle. Finish discarding first before getting rid of items. Sincerely thank each item for serving its purpose. Tidy by category, not location. Follow the right order. Ask yourself if it sparks joy. Now that's six steps, I believe. I believe she has more or less depending on which thing you read. But for the most part, I think each of these steps is quite critical. Now, am I an ardent adherent to each one? Uh, when I was in the midst of going through it, yes. So, I like that her method, in a way, can be applied to one's life. Because in the unfortunate life we live, or rather, the unfortunate condition we are given is that we can only live one life. We can make it as fun as much as, much as we want. We can only live one of it, ever. We may change our lifestyle, we may change our career, but we live only one life. I think her method can apply to living your life to the fullest as well. Because with her first step of committing yourself to tidying up, it is similar to committing yourself to living, to being an a admirer and an enjoyer of life. Because if you don't commit to being who you are, you may become what you are not. You may become someone else at least a cheap imitation of them. And at most, a mirror image of who they were. No matter how shiny it is, it may not become you. It is critical to realize that Without taking this first step, none of the successive steps matter.
they will become a web of confusion that only grows deeper, more vast in breadth and in depth. So once you commit yourself to living the way you want to live, you can at least have a direction to go. Her second step of imagining your ideal lifestyle is also critical. I may mention this in a later segment or later episode, but there is a power in imagining the way you want to live down to the feel, the smell, the sounds, and the sight. That you want. Do you want to live by the sea, smelling the salt in the air, the birds of the sea flying overhead, the gusts of wind cool in the morning sun, just before it starts to get hot on your skin? The sand in your feet, or rather, at your feet, and the balcony from which you gaze into the deep blue. As every minute, the sky changes colors. Imagine the life you want to live. It may be difficult to imagine, but over time you will get crystal clear image, and the clearer you can see it, the clearer it can become reality. So imagine your ideal lifestyle. Imagine what it is like to be you in that day. In every day, at least that's what I try to do. Because when I see in my dreams at times, I feel the effects of deja vu. I believe that I've been where I am before. But I've never been here, ever. I've never felt the way I felt, and yet, I have, somehow. Maybe in a dream. Maybe. I imagined it, in my head. I'd like to imagine that my ideal lifestyle is living where, outside of my window, I can see the trees, the fog, and 
at times the rain. I don't love rain, but I know without it, my scene can never be green. I would be drawing, animating, writing, playing music, video games, or a movie. I would be laughing, I would be cooking, I would be happy. Happy in that I can exist in my meager existence on this earth, in my way. Enjoying company, enjoying, enjoying solitude. Taking time to be me. In her next step, we must finish discarding first, before getting rid of items, sincerely thank each item for serving its purpose. I think this step is critical, at least when I was doing it. Because if you don't finish getting rid of stuff, there's no point in really organizing because what you end up with is organizing things that you're going to get rid of. Now, is this perfect? No. There will be this and that you'll find that you will discard later. But the second part of this step where you thank each item for serving its purpose is also absolutely critical because prior to that I would be throwing away things I would be feeling there's loss I would be regretting things But by sincerely thanking each item for serving its purpose, you give it some sort of respect. Even though it's an inanimate object, you show your appreciation so that you can depart on good terms. Now, does this mean that we're going to just throw, thank something and throw it away? Maybe we recycle it, give it new purpose in a new way, or give it new purpose by allowing someone to reuse it. Or giving it away. In a way, this is also applicable to life because at times we find ourselves surrounded by too many opportunities that we never fully achieve any of them or follow through we must first decide what is important and what is not 
we must figure out what to get rid of. These may be ambitions, goals, skills, opportunities, and dreams, each of whom may be fleeting, may be core to our whole being, or somewhere in between. They may be passions or possessions, but at the end of the day, we cannot bring them all with us throughout our entire journey. <clears throat> I say that knowing that it's hard for me to obey this rule, this process, this step. Because a part of me says that I am a software engineer. I have put years of my life into this skill set, this process of being. Yet another part of me wishes to break out and see the light of day as an artist. of which I try to obey every day. Both of these are core parts of me. Being an artist and being an engineer. Two shades of the same thing. A creator. Being a musician is also one of my passions but it has been fleeting and sporadic. Being a cook is something also that I'm interested, that I do with some regularity, but of which I think has plateaued. And there are passions and goals that I will never be able to truly achieve. For my heart is not in it. At least, not yet. But each of these, I thank them. As I have with my relationships and I think this step also mines those relationships as well applies to them because we have friends and family who we part ways with on good terms and on bad terms voluntarily 
and by force. And I thank and appreciate each of these relationships. Not as if I am thanking an object, but because I'm thanking a person. And the way these objects should be treated with respect, I show greater respect. Because these are people. Even though they aren't part of my life much anymore, I thank them for being so many nice people in this world that I've had the opportunity to know. There are good days and there are bad days, but I appreciate. The fact that every day has brought me here to where I am, even if it's not the best position. It is a position that's built on the days of my life. And I thank each person who's gotten me here. The people who I never got to say goodbye to. And then the people who may never say hello back. Even, even though this is a discarding phase. I discard not the relationships, but rather this is an opportunity to respect and thank everyone and every ambition, every goal, every dream, every memory that has brought me here on my journey to the end of my life. The next step is to tidy by category, not location. This one, to be fair, does not necessarily apply to life in the way that I can clearly think. But it might mean that everything that's left has a purpose. Not necessarily a place that is neat, but of which can be, I guess, brought into its own and utilized to its fullest. Because now that you have thanked and discarded 
what's left needs to be organized. You might have a space to do your art, to do your music, to do your programming, to do your woodwork, to do your metallurgy, or metalworking. Work on your car, work on your bike, work on your recipe, work on your business. In that sense, everything does have a place. But that place should be kept, organized, focused, so that you can be engaged and in flow as best as you can. The next step is to follow the right order. So I suppose this might be prioritize. Prioritize your life. Prioritize your life in the way that you know best, that you believe you know best, and adapt it as best as you can. Maybe your focus is really to live your way in the best place that you've ever found. Maybe you want to have that home, sweet home. Maybe you want to have kids. Maybe you're still working at that dream job, trying to get that dream job. There's an order to everything. There is a priority to everything. That order may change. Those priorities may change. But at your core, as long as you keep pursuing them, you will make something out of it. The closer you can align your priorities to your goals, the better you can Better you can achieve. Better you can achieve them. And the last step is to ask yourself if it sparks joy. So, do each of these goals, these priorities, these relationships, bring you joy? Do they give that ignition? That to start your engines, keep you warm and going, keep you flowing from day to day, month to month, year to year, decade to decade, till the end of your journey. I believe that this is a continual question. Periodic check-ins. There are no real mistakes in this. Rather, milestones. 
just like there are milestones to life. And this may be one of the most important parts. Because if you don't find joy in what you do, the relationships that you have, maybe it's time to change. Maybe it's time to adjust, adapt, and evolve. Because the goal in life is joy, and joy is not always there in life, but we can reach it. Find our little corner of the world. And make something out of nothing. And Marie Kondo our lives. I thank you for listening to this episode. And as always, I have some segments. So the artist of the week is someone I've been following for Sometime. Uh, I don't really know how to pronounce their name, but they make some fun art, some fun teaching materials, and uh, I just enjoy uh, seeing their work. This artist is, goes by the name uh, Yuli. So on Twitter, it's M I Y U L I. A-R-T Mayuli Art Their characters are quirky Their art and line work clean And they have a wonderful comic So Feel free to follow them If you enjoy their work And uh, make sure to check them out (laughs) And for the musician of the week We have Jack Johnson, one of my favorite artists. A number of years ago, my friend introduced me to his album. uh, The album that Banana Pancakes is on. And it happens that the song that I'm recommending, Better Together, is also on it. It's a song that I do sing on occasion in my... uh, with my terrible vocals. <laughs> Try not to dog on myself too much, but eh, needs work. Work in progress. And yeah, feel free to check him out. He's got some fun songs, some uh, more emotional songs. And he's been around for what seems like ages, which is a good thing. And as always, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And I'll see you next time. Have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, midnight, twilight, sunrise, sunset, wherever you are. Bye-bye.